0: Last year, we, we left off at the end of the sixth paragraph. Believe it or not, even though we're not making an official scene, we are finishing the sixth paragraph today. Hopefully, in a matter of uh, just moments. Uh, so, we're at the bottom of Memdal Aramadez, literally the last line. So, the Mishnah had quoted a din that was on the Mishnah on the previous page. That one who drinks water because to quench their thirst makes a shahakal. And uh, and then Rabbi Tarfon says, Bor nefashos rabos So the simple reading of the Gemara is that Borinifashos for Rabbi Tarfon is a bracha Rishon. In fact, that's the simplicity of the Mishnah. That's how, in fact, it should be taken. Tosus, the last Tosus of the parak on Daphne Muhammad Aleph, points out that that has to be the case because if if in fact clearly Rabbi Tarfon is arguing, he's arguing with something. So if you think that, so the way we read the Mishnah uh, is that the Braha rishona according to the Tanakama on uh, water is a shahakol, and according to Rabbi Tarfon it's a bar nefashas. But if you want to, there is another way that one could have, in theory, read the Mishnah, which is really reading it in light of what we know, but isn't actually what the Mishnah means, mm-hmm. is that that everybody agrees to make a shahakol what the Tanakhama says, you make a shahakal on Shosemayim litzmo. that is uh, agreed upon. And Rabbi Tarfin is coming to tell you, by the way, you also make a brachachrona, you make a nefashos. And the Tanakhama says, you don't make a nefashos. there's no bracha after water. So Tosis points out, if that were the case, the Gemara on the top of our page, on the top of the Dalam Days, when the Gemara had quoted three opinions as to when, when you, what do you use the Barna afterwards for? The first opinion was Rabbi Yitzchak Barav Dimi in the name of Rabbeinu was that you make it for, for animal products. And then uh, Rabbi Yitzchak said you make it even for vegetables, so produce of the earth, that's not one of the things, that's shiva Samin. And then Rapapa said, by the way, even on water you make a barnafashas. So the Gemara said, they quoted a Mishnah Nida, and the Mishnah Nida said, <laughs> everything that has a brachah has uh, a bracha vishonah, but the things that a bracha vishonah don't have a bracha vishonah. So the Gemara said, I understand according to Rav Yitzchak uh, uh, y- y- uh vegetables, yarka and water have a bracha vishonah bracha achrona. I understand according to Rav Yitzchak that water has a bracha vishonah bracha achrona, but according to a papa that you make a barna fashos even after water, what do you do with that? Satoshi says, if Rav Yitzchak in and the Mishka were saying that you make a barna fashos after water, so the answer for Papa would say, what are you asking questions of me for? Vaitavan Zitana, he's in the Mishnah, so he disagrees with the Mishnah Ninda. What's the problem? So pretty clear it's Pistosis points this out, but I think it's pretty obvious The focus in the Mishnah is whether you make a shahakol or a barnafashas as the bracha rishona of water. So okay, so now the Mishnah but the scenario of the Mishra the described is Hashosa Nayyam Litsmo. When you drink water for your thirst. Okay, why else would you drink water? Uh, so, I, I guess there are two other possibilities. One, neither of which the Gamar must to discuss, but one is to help with your, the, the digestion, right? If you have uh, solids, you need, you need liquids, not because you're thirsty, but it will help, uh, help the food digest. I presume the does will talk about it, that you also make a shahakal. But the other possibility is, let's say you're choking on something, you started coughing, you can't stop coughing, you've got to wash whatever's stuck in your throat down, or you're trying to swallow medicine, is the example we more typically encounter, and you need some water to put it down. So the Gemara, so the Gemara says, Lafuke <laughs> Amar av'idi baravim, Lafuke de It means literally, the umtza, which is usually, uh, actually raw meat, which is choking him. He's choking on something, and therefore he needs water to, you know, to stop, stop coughing, stop choking. So in such a case, there's no brach at all. Because there's no hana whatsoever. The assumption is that you're not drinking the mind for the purposes of hanal, and therefore, um, and you don't really get substantial hanal because you're not thirsty. I should formulate it that way. I don't want to say not because you're not, not because you're not doing it for the purpose of Hana, because you're not getting hanal. Well...
1: You're not getting culinary hana'a. C- correct. That was correct. Culinary hana'a. Thirsty, but you are getting the same mechanical hana'a that you were going to get when you drink water to assist in digestion. Well, no, but... but
0: <laughs> that, by the way, Ram, has occurred to me. That has occurred to me. So, so you have to understand what this means. You know, sometimes... Ta- I thought about this at uh, this point. So you have to understand the mission of following light, what, what the, in the following light. It means, you know, sometimes you have something and uh, you start choking, not choking, but it's like you're coughing on it, like something's stuck there. So you keep eating coffee, you stop your coffee, you can make a bracha under those circumstances, but you're correct. If someone is choking and need a Heimlich maneuver, but somebody decides water is a better you know, bed and only more effective, then they're part of from a bracha because it's p'koch Um But we're not talking about someone who's, we're obviously talking about someone who's capable of making a bracha, nonetheless they are exempt from making the bracha. Um, okay, so... Uh, so, so the, the assumption is that the you're not getting hana of, of quenching thirst because you're not thirsty. All you're getting is the hana that you stop choking. But that's not a hana in which they instituted a bracha. Um, but what Tosus does say, the top Tosus on the and the Hamad Aleph, he writes the dafka mayim um, shein uh, lo hana ki mayim uh, again, The only time you get hana from water is when you're drinking it when you're thirsty. The hana that you're not choking anymore, that's not called hana because it's not hana from the food per se. Uh, so all other liquids, if you have a uh, Someone gives you seltzer. Someone gives you a Sprite. They, they give you, uh, uh, you know, a Coke. to Help wash something down because you're cho- choking on something. So it's true that you're doing it because you're choking, but you get Hana. Your body gets Hana anyway from, the, uh, from the, uh, the nutrients, right? Water, generally speaking, doesn't have a taste. When water has a taste, we generally don't like that taste. I don't would describe taste of water. So if you're not thirsty, just drinking water is not, you know, that's not culinary Hanab. But Coca-Cola you know, it tells that that's good for you, that the body is nana from it, it is nana certainly in the short term, So that we can, we can describe it that way, and therefore you have to make a bracha on it. Even though your primary purpose of doing it is for refua. We've seen this in the Gemara before, that when you eat foods in the refua, it often reduces the bracha, but it doesn't eliminate the bracha. You still have to make the shahakol because you're nana from it. You're nana not just the refua purposes, but uh, there is nutritional benefit, there's, there's taste, there's, even if it's not the primary purpose of the achila, you still have to make a bracha, albeit a reduced bracha. So the says the same thing here. If you're drinking, you put, you're choking, and what you have available is coke, because your body is nana from it beyond just the choking, therefore you'd have to make a bracha, a shown on that. The, uh,
1: like
0: What's that? Like dehydration.
1: Or you that,
0: drink that's the probably, medicine. that's That's thirst. That's you know, it's a, and Marshall's not here at the moment, but he probably would share this. He has similar strange interests as I do. You know, we call body hacking. So one of the things, you know, you have all these commercials about hydration and so on. Um, it's, there is no scientific evidence to any of it. Uh, as they said, nobody died. I don't think there's a single record... Uh, a demonstrated incident of someone who died in a marathon due to dehydration. But there are lots of people who've died to uh, what do they call it when you, when the water the liquid dilutes your body uh, electrolytes uh, hyponatremia it, and then start people that start dying until the sports companies started pushing their drinks at, at the marathons. So generally everybody else who's not making money off it generally assumes. Uh, that you, you drink when you're thirsty. That for most cases, that's a pretty good indication that you're that you need fluids. Is that you're thirsty? That's uh, if we hadn't evolved that way, uh, human beings we have been dead a long time ago. So anyway, um, so uh, my assumption is that is, someone drinks water because they're thirsty. Other, you know, uh, other and maybe I, I imagine digestion falls in the same category. Um, but but if you're drinking just it's that versus choking. You know, okay. Or or putting, uh, putting down a pill is the same thing. Right? So, uh, okay. Anyway, so now the Gemara... So Tosas quotes a very, very interesting... That top Tostas quotes a really interesting position, which I don't understand at all. Uh, he quotes from the Gaonim that uh, Rav Amram says that when you drink up water because you were choking, you don't make a Barach HaBishonah, but you make a Barach HaAchonah. That's what Rav Amram says. And Tosis thinks, so he quotes Rabbeinu Moshe... I don't know if that's the mm-hmm. Rambam because I'm pretty sure it is the Rambam's position, but I don't know if that's the Ravina Moshe's quoting. So says that no, you don't need to, You don't make any bracha. You know, not bracha, bracha bracha before bracha afterwards. So I don't understand Rav Amram position because it's against the Mishnah Nida. The Mishnah Nida says that kol sheyeshel bracha kol sheyeh bracha achah talon bracha l'fanam mm-hmm. veyeshel talon bracha l'fanam brach bracha So according to the Mishnah, there should be no scenario. No scenario in which you require a bracha afterwards, but you don't require a bracha before. But this would be such a case. You can have situations where there's no bracha after, where there's no bracha before, where you make a bracha afterwards, even if you make a bracha before. Such as if you forgot to make a bracha. If you if you had a, you had a meal and you totally forgot to I don't know wash, make whatever bracha we You were just uh, in a daze, and now you finished eating. There's nothing more to eat. You're not going to eat anymore. You're not allowed to make a bracha we It's a bracha levantal at that point. You can only make a bracha we if you're still going to eat something. But a chonah, you still have to make. You don't say because you failed to make a and therefore you also don't make a chonah. But the Mishra says, koshe bracha." Uh, that means something that requires a bracha after is required with a bracha before and even though you forgot in this case you required you were obligated to make a bracha before like you're obligated to make a bracha afterwards so I don't know how Rav Amram's position fits in with that Mishnah does that Mishnah should make it clear he's talking about you know not, not what Ram suggested which is you know you could have said you know that could have been Rav Amram's position the reason you put up from the bracha is not because you're not being nene, but you put up from the bracha because you're not able to make the bracha. Even if you're not... Even if it's not pikuach neves, you just can't make the bracha. So, so it's not that in bracha it's that you can't make a bracha bafanav. But that's not really what the Mishnah is telling us. The Mishnah tells us, Hashos and with Litzmah must make the bracha shahakul. The implication of the Gemara is that somebody else doesn't need to make a bracha shakal, he's someone who's drinking a unsa. not because he can't make the bracha, but because he doesn't need to. So you have to turn around and say that he needs to make a bracha afterwards it would be in violation of that Mishnah in Anita. Because maybe, maybe Rav
1: Amram is thinking like Ram is thinking, the guy's choking, the water proves his salvation, and he's expressing the afterwards it, for the being saved. But
0: then he should have made the bracha before, unless he couldn't, it should require bracha before as well. Why not? Right? I, I think that the, the, the simple reading of the Gemara is chana, and, and I don't know that Rav Amram, we, I I, other than Tosa's citation, I don't know what we have from Rav from, Amram from on this topic. The the, the the simple reading of the Gemara is that only human, if you use the term, requires a bracha, up, requires a bracha. Uh, whereas, uh, whereas when you're drinking the water just because you're choking, so you're not getting any of that. Uh, no, therefore there's no bracha we show. Up, but bracha hechonish should follow the same way. Right. Okay. Finally navigate by our quotes. Rabbi Karpan's physician. Rabbi Tarpan, Omer, Barna Fashas, Rabba Svech, le Bar, Rabchanan, La-Abaye, ve What bracha do you make on water when you're thirsty? Do you make a shahakal? Or do you make a Barna so, Amalay, whoever it was, either Rav Yosef or Ravaye, to, to, to Rav Bar Rav Hanan, he responded, Puk Chazi, Mai Ama Divar. Which means, go out, look what the people do. The word Puk is go out, Chazi is to look, Ama is the people, and Divar is no What is the minhag? This happens to be a very important principle in Halach in general. It can be a little overdone. We wouldn't go out and say, oh, well, look, lots of Jews are driving to shul on Shabbos, so the minag is, of that, that, that's Matur. But minag plays a very significant role in halacha. When you have multiple shittos, I tell my students, like, how do you paskin? When you learn the Yeridea, and you learn the shach, and you learn the taza, they disagree, how do you paskin? So we'll tell people, usually we tend to follow the shach. But in reality, we do what we do, and the halacha will be in accordance with what the minag is. And if the minag is to do the, follow the taz, you know, no, we normally don't, that is the minag. That's the, that's, that's the way we pass it. If the minag is to follow the shah, so then that's the way we pass it. So minag is a powerful determinant in terms of halacha. Um, so in this case, they, they told them to go out and see what the people are doing, which of course if you're learning Kamara, it's really not helpful <laughs> because we can't go out to, I don't know, Surah, Naga, wherever or wherever you're living and see what the people are doing. So, well, the truth is we could go out and take a poll and we know what, what everybody's going to tell us here. Everybody on Zoom and everybody in the room is going to tell us, well, of course we know that you make a shahakal, not a bar before you drink water. Uh, and of course, we do happen to make a bar afterwards, but that's not because of this ma'cholkos and the Mishnah. That's because of a separate development. So, um, put, but this is an expression that does appear in a number of places in Shas. Pukhazi imayama in the, in the source and Shas, they put at least three other places, uh, but it's a principle that has a, a significant uh, uh, meaning in determination of of Psaac. Okay. And as you pointed
1: out when we were learning about it seems to be a guidance.
0: Correct. The Balaiotosis, that's what we might call minhag okay halacha, where the minhag it seems to override what halacha So yes, the Balaiotosis will interpret why. Why is it that we're not following the Gemara? But it's based upon the fact that the klal that Kila was already no in certain ways, that they were, they were, uh, they were lenient, and therefore the Balaiotosis are coming to say, but obviously that must be the halacha. Now the question is, why? And the answer is, oh, because the xer doesn't apply under the following circumstances. Kate Katesad keitsad Okay. So now we've uh, learned a lot about Bracha Rishana. we just touched upon Bracha Chon on the last Mishnah, and now the Mishnah is going to focus on the question of Zimun. So what I would like to do first is to read the Mishnah, uh, and then spend a fair amount of our time, maybe the rest of this year today, exploring a particularly interesting question that comes up. So let me, let's let first begin to read the Mishnah. Three people, as it will turn out it's going to be three men. Uh, although the halacha does apply to women according to many Rishonim as well, we just don't cross the Zimun. Uh, many Rishonim the Rush I believe, the Rambam um, I, think, I think Rabbi Yonah here also as well, assume that women are obligated in Zimun. Uh, the Ramah comes along and says it's not the minhag. Not that they can't do Zimun, but that they're obligated. But it seems that most Rishonim, I think the Gra also holds that way, assume that women are chayovas in Zimun but they don't, we don't mix the Zimun. So the Mishnah right now says, Shlosh Shafel has three people who ate So this is crucial. They eat at the same time. What does that mean? That is going to be the next topic we explore after today's topic. Chayav and They're obligated to make a zimun. So we have an idea what a zimun is, but if we're just learning the Mishnah, we have no idea what that means. Lezamen, the word mean, Lezamen, means to invite. So, how how does zimun involve an invitation? Rabbi which is not, by the way, part of Zimon. Right? The, the beginning of Zimon is when the when the when the M'zamin says nevarich shachal nimi and then the people respond barosh shachal nimi shalou. Rabbeinu says is getting everybody's attention, but that in effect nevarich. Shechalumi is really the Zimun. It's let us bench for the person. Everybody says Baruch Shechalumi Shalom. He repeats Baruch Shechalumi Shalom. And then that is considered like an additional bracha tacked on at the beginning of benching. But that's what Zimun is. Zimun means to invite. So the Mishnah says that the Chayavim Lazame. Now, it's worth noting here, I won't go delve into it at the moment, but if you turn for a moment, hold your place and turn to the Mishnah Adav Nunam (laughs) <laughs> and at the bottom, I believe that is the next Mishnah that we get to. I think everything in between here and now is, uh, no, uh, yes, is Gemara. It's going to be really about the Dina of Birchas Amazon. So the Mishnah of this says that Shmosh Shachul Ka'achas Enon Rashan Lecholik. So the Mishnah seems to be repeating the principle but it repeats it in different terms. Here it says that three people who ate together are obligated to and there it says three people who ate together are not allowed to split up without making zimur. So the Ushami the talks about this, the first thesis is going to talk about it, and it's going to help delineate under what circumstances actually there is at Seaworth, because really what zimur about, is about is about combining. One of the things that we'll see in the Gemara, which is kind of hard for us to imagine, but um, if you have two people, the Gemara talk, the, one of the first topics, like the first halachic topic, really, the Gemara is going to talk about, is two people being mezamin. Can you make a zimun? There are only two of us. Okay, so fine. So, uh, so we don't have three. Certainly not Abu Geithi, but could you have a zimun of Roshos? An optional zimun. So the Gemara ultimately says no. That two people weigh together, mitzvah le Each one is supposed to bench themselves. But what if, I don't know how to bench, but Lenny knows how to bench, so, so he's a he's a I'm a boor. He's a he's a So he, I say, listen, can I listen to your? Can you be motzi berachas amazur? Let's shemekona. So if I don't know how to bench, echad sofer is the gemara from echad boor. So the sofer is mavarech, and the boor is yotzei because he has no choice. But if both of us are sofer, if both of us know how to bench, mitzvah lechol. So what's the difference between two and three? What what's the difference between when I'm a boor and I need to be motzi your bracha versus when there are three of us and we make a zimun? So when you make a when you make a bracha to be motzi me, berachas I'm yotzei with shemekona. It's fundamentally your bracha that I'm being yotzei with. When you have a zimun of three people together, it's not if Lenny. If you're leading the zimun, it's not that it's you're making the bracha and we'll be yotzei with it. It is berachas kulam. It's all of our bracha, which is why um in temporary practice, and as mentioned in the Shulchan most people bench themselves while they're doing this. But ideally, we don't recommend it because people won't pay attention everybody's supposed to be silent. You're supposed to recite the entire benching out loud because it's our bracha. The entire Birch is one unified bracha. It's not Shemeh Ka'oneh, but you have to, the Mizam, have to listen. It's that, it's our, it's, it's our bracha, you're making it, and we're all being yote because it's our bracha. That's not the same thing when there are only two people, and that's where the Gemara says, ideally, if it's only two people, each one should make their own If one of them doesn't know how, Okay, so then you have no choice. Let the person who doesn't know how be yotzei with the bracha of the person who knows how. But that's the, person, that's the bracha of the person who knows how. It's not the bracha of the shomea. He's yotzei Ta'on. Okay, so now the Mishnah talks about what types of foods you ate that would demand zimun. Now what the Mishnah doesn't talk about because the Mishnah just assumes is that you're eating bread. Although that issue can be discussed can be discussed, but we're assuming you're making birch samazos, so you must have eaten bread. We'll obviously have to talk about when you have a zimon of three, or when you have a zimon of ten, does everybody have to have eaten bread? Can some people have eaten other things? So that will be discussed in the Gemara, and uh, particularly the Gemara talks about in the context of ten. I don't think the Gemara explicitly talks about it with the three, which is why there's a achlokas in Shulchan Aruch about the three. Uh, And does everybody have to eat bread, or could one have eaten masonos, or something else? Uh, whereas by 10, it's clear not all of them have to have bread because the Gemara is explicit about it. It could be that some of them ate yaruk, ate vegetables. So the Mishnah here instead is talking about various kinds of things that might or might not be also. The Rambam is a, is a beautiful, if you have the chance, I would recommend. I'm not gonna, I don't want to take the time to read it and share. There's a very long passage in the Rambam here in his commentary on the Mishnah. It's a very easy passage. To read. Um, but the Ramam does two things. The, Ramam, the main thing the Ramam does is he just gives you a primer, which I'm going to do the Alpeh to the laws of Trumas to the basics of how Trumas and Isis work. Um, but then the Ramam says something very interesting, which is, which is sort of a it's a standard modus operandi of the way the Mishnah works, the way Chazal work. The Mishnah is going to list two sets of cases. Those things which if you ate, you're allowed to be Mazamin, and those things which if you ate, you're not Mazamin. The Rambam, I'll use English terminology, the, the Mishnah always gives you liminal cases that might have been in doubt. The Mishnah doesn't tell you the obvious. The Mishnah doesn't tell you that if you eat, you know, an apple that was properly tithe, that you make, uh, that you on it. You eat bread that was properly tithe um, because that's not interesting. We would know that. That's, we could figure that out on our own. The Mishnah is also not going to tell you that if I ate bread of Avodah Zarah, that I can't make a Zimun, because it would be pretty obvious I can't make a Zimun on that. And instead, the Mishnah is going to give you the liminal cases. So the Ram I don't this might be the first place he says it, in, uh, and it might be the place, place, first, first place he wrote it, because I believe he wrote the Perisham Mishnai before he wrote it, and this is the first Mesechta, and it's the seventh parish. So he says, the Mishnah gives you the cases that you wouldn't be sure about on both sides, where, where it's mutar, but it's close enough to being Asr, it's Asr, close enough to being Mutter. Now, before we read the cases, let me just review very briefly the laws of Trumas and meisus, the basic setup, and the Ramam does this in, in his parish, parish here. Normally, the proper way of doing things, when they harvest, uh, let's take grain, let's just take grain, you can apply this, each, each other type of thing that's higher than Trumas and meisus, be it the Raysa, be it the Rabbanon, has its own stages, but they're conceptually all the same. So first we're talking about grain here because we're talking about um, pas, which means also, by the way, we're talking about something that is in potentially of mida oraisa in shulmasamayisus, and in the absence of proper tithing would be a violation of pevel um, daraisa. We've, I'm sure, mentioned this many times. With the exception of the ramam almost all the Rishonim assume that the only produce in the land of Israel, the only produce that requires tithing mida oraisa, is in Israel and for Yitzar which is the five grains, uh, 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 wine, and olive oil. Those are the only things that require midaraisa trumasamaisas. All other trumasamaisas, with except the exception of the Rambam, pretty much all the other Vishalans say, all trumasamaisas and all other fruits, including shivasamina fruits, if it's not an olive and the grapes, and the Ramban and the Ran even both suggest the possibility that grapes and olives are not minotauras, only wine and olive oil. Certainly if you're talking about other non-shivasamina fruits, if you're talking about vegetables, the truma and and all of these things, non-five species of grains like rice, millet, sorghum, uh, maize, all those things, the Trumas are only Midarabana. So the only way you could be talking about a Isidara, Ita, which doesn't matter for our Mishnah's purposes, won't make a difference, is if you're dealing with Daganti Rosh But we're dealing with bread, so, so in this case, so that's fairly straightforward. So the first thing you do is you harvest the grain, uh, at that stage, if you want to eat kernels, you want to chew them raw, you want to roast a few kernels, what we call a chidah a person is allowed to do so, you can feed it to your animals also. And your animals can eat as much as they want. You can feed as much as you want to the animals. Once you process the grain, and you do what's called miruah you've, you've threshed and you've winnowed, and all you're left with is a pile of kernels, and you make it into a big pile, of which the last stage, is you, you take, I don't think it's truly necessary, but you take your, your raking device, and you just smooth out the top of the pile, called miruah at that point, it is obligated in trumas and so We explored this issue earlier. It was a big machlokas. sarishonim If you haven't brought it into the house yet, it was the beginning of our parish. It hasn't had rees panei bayis. Most rishonim say it's still not midaraisa. The ritual says it is, but most rishonim say it's still only it's only tevoh But it is now tevoh midravonan, and nobody is a Latino person can eat any of the grain, and you can't feed it through animals either. Most rishonim say in order to be midaraisa, you have to bring it through, into your house through the front door. But you have to have what's called reasonables. Okay. But at this point we have something so we have two we have two stages, before me and after me now, you can separate Shumas and at either stage. Even though before Mimur HaKri, it's not Tebel yet, so people the Torah permit us to eat Achilas Arayi, the Torah would permit us to eat Achilas Keba. Even though you're allowed to eat from it some, in one way or another, you can separate Shumas and if you choose to do so. You can't separate Shumas and when it's attached to the ground. Once you detach it from the ground, then you can separate Shumas and isos. But you don't have to separate Shumas and isos. It's not hukva. Asram Keva said it's not fixed or set for, for the obligation of trysomysis until you have what's called the Gemara Malacha, a, a certain finishing of the processing, which by grain is mirruahakri. The Mishnah and the, the Mishnah and masros list for each like, species, or each kind of thing, what is called Gemara Malacha. But whenever we talk about mirruahakri, we're talking about grain, the Gemara Malacha of grain. It's kind of a shorthand for that. Okay, so now we have to separate termmerosomyces. What do you have to separate? So the first thing you have to separate is what's called Trula Gedola, and it's given to the Kohen. The Torah does not set an amount, um, but the Chachamim set an amount, and the average amount the Chachamim set was 2%. The demar says a 40th is generous, a 50th is benoni, a 60th is stingy, but min chita Torah, he ta'achas, one kernel of wheat exempts the pile from the status of Peva with respect to Truma. Um, but we give, we give a 50th, let's say 2%. After you separate Trumagadola, that's given to the Kohen. Only a Kohen can eat it. He has to be Torah. It has to be Torah. Fine. Now you have to separate Maser Rishon. Maser Rishon is supposed to be given to the Levi. The Levi has an obligation to separate from the Maser Rishon what the Torah calls Masa Minha Maser Min HaMasher. So you could figure out it's one-tenth of one-tenth. It's one percent of what was left after you separated the Truma Gidola. And we call it Trumas Maser. That's what the rabbinic term for it is. <coughs> okay, now once the Levi, when he has Maser Rishon, before he separates the Trumas Maser, it's petal. And if anybody eats from it, Kohen Levi Yisrael, they get the punishment for what you get for eating petal.
1: Because he hasn't taken out from
0: Because he hasn't separated the Trumas Maser. Once he separates the Trumas Maser, the rest of the Maser Rishon belongs to the Levi, but it's also Chulun. It has no so Anybody can eat it. If I go and I eat it, Without permission, I'm a goner, but I'm not, it's not like I'm eating non kosher food. Whereas if I eat, anybody eats from it, before you separate the trumus mice, it's like eating non kosher food. It's tata. Okay, next step. I go back to my grain. I've given away 2% of the koan, 10% of what was left after that to the lady, and now I have to separate one more maser. And this, which maser do I separate? It depends upon what year the Shemitah cycle were in. In the Shemitah year, there's no Tumas because all the grain was hefter, and hefter does not have any necessity of separating anything from it. But during the six years of the Shemitah cycle, the first and second, and the fourth and fifth, I give maser Shani. In the third and sixth years, I give maser Ani. Now, before, now, Maserani Ani, so maser Shani belongs to me, uh, it's a machlokus. What, what, what it's that it, just belo- it effectively belongs to me. I have to take it to Yerushalayim. I eat it in Yerushalayim. If I can't take it to Yerushalayim, I redeem it. I, I redeem the masachini and I add on a fifth, or what we would call a quarter, and then I take the money to Yerushalayim and in Yerushalayim I buy various kinds of foodstuffs with it and I eat that in Yerushalayim. Masar Sheni has Kedusha to it. You're not allowed to eat it outside of Yerushalayim. There's no, no punishment than Misa It's not the same severity as Tevel, but there is a low sase in eating Masar Sheni outside of Yerushalayim. Masar Shani has Kedusha. In the third and sixth years, when I separate Masar Ani, there's no Kedusha for the Masar Ani. If I, once I separate, if I don't separate Masar Shani and Masar Ani, and I eat it, I'm eating Tevel, I get a lesser punishment. When there's Truma mixed in, you get Misa for eating Tevel. When there's no Truma left in it, meaning neither the truma Gedolah nor the, the Tumah Maser, then you get, you get Malkus reading. There's no Misa Bide di for eating the Pavel. But it's still a low sasa. Once I separate the Maser Ani from the pile, it belongs to the Anium collectively, but there's no Tadusha to it. If I eat it, I'm a Rasha, I'm a Gazman, um, but it's not, it's not Machal HaSasur. So if the Ani wants to share his Maser Ani with me, if he wants to sell his Maser Ani to me, I can eat in cash, and I can eat the Maser Ani. It has no Tadusha to it. Just like Maser Rishon, the lady once it's been given to the lady, if he wants to give it to me or sell it to me, there's no Kedusha to it. Okay, so that is the normal procedure. First you separate Trumagadola, 2% say. Then you separate Maester Rishon, out of which trumas Maester is separated. Then you separate either Master shady or Master Rishon. Yes, so it's 88.2% minus 10% of that. So 88.2 minus 8.82, and uh, yeah, I can't do the exact net, but it's like 79-something. Uh, that's what's left. But luck.
1: let's not forget that you've already lost some of your yield during the harvest.
0: Yes, lechet, shechem, peah. Right. That's correct. Right. Yes. Uh, a 60th was peah. That's the one that we can say. Leket and Shecha, you might or might not have lost, but you've given a 60th, which is the that the Chacham, and pay. It. Yes. Okay. So now, um, one last important detail. The Gemara is going to work through this, but I want to uh, uh, make sure that it's not uh, so... Uh, you'll hear it the second time then. I told you that you're allowed to separate from and Isis if you want before you have a Gemara Malacha, before there's a That's great. Now, Let's talk about the following question. What happens if the lady is a wise guy or he's entrepreneurial and he goes to me, comes to me and says, I'm a Yisrael, comes to me and says, Rabbi, listen, you know all that When you're going? Can I get my rishon now? Yes, I'm i happy to separate rishon." But why does the lady want the rishon now? He wants the Maserishon because if he waits for me to go through the normal procedure and separate truma kedola, he's going to be getting 10% of 98%. If he comes to me first now, and he chops the miser, so he'll be getting ten percent out of hundred percent. He wants to save that two percent before the coin gets his share of truma Gedoah.
1: So it's
0: on him. It on him. Well, well, look, the first thing is, I'm not supposed to separate. You're not. You're not allowed to separate truma and miser at bottom. The last clause, the that was in parshas Mishpatim. So you're not allowed to. Um, it also, the, 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 if you do, it's chal. The question is, the lady has now taken ten percent of the full pile before the 2% was separated, does the lady now have to separate truma Gedola before he separates truma Smeiser? Does he now have to give 2%? Does, does I'm going to give 2% of the rest of the pile? Does he have to first give 2% of his, of his, his, of his 10% to the Kohen, truma Gedola, and then give truma Smeiser? Or did he somehow beat out the Kohen? So the Gemara says that there's a distinction. It depends when the lady received Smeiser, when it was separated. If it was Higdimo Bashibalam, if we hadn't processed the wheat yet, if we hadn't had the Ruhakri, so the grain was not Hukva for Trumas and Sama, then if the lady if we separate Maissa Rishon then, because it wasn't yet high in Truma the lady only has to separate Trumas Nasa. If, however, it's Hikidimo Bakri, I've already piled up the grain, and now the koane happens to come by, I said, oh great, I'll give you some, but before the koane came by, the Levy came by, and he said, can I get my 10%? So that, I can give the Levy 10%, but now the Levy, before he separates Trumas Miser, has to separate 2% from the Gedola, then 10% of what's left after that of his nicer for Trumas Maser, and then he gives it all to the cohen. So the lady doesn't benefit at all once I piled it up. Once I have the Malacha, the lady, well, it's only a question of who's going to give the 2% of that part of the pile. And ideally, you're not supposed to, I'm supposed to separate a out of the whole thing first. Uh, um, okay, so now, with that in mind, the Mishnah says the following. Ochal Demai. What is Demai? So Demai is an entire Mesechda. In Seder's Rhyme, Brachos, Pe'a, Demai is the usual order. And Demai, we are told that I think Yochal and Karin Gagal saw that many of the Ameho Orets, some things never change. There are a lot of people who are very, very from uh, in terms of the Mitzvah Adam Lamakom, But Mitzvah Shabbat Lamachaveh, they're not so uh, concerned about. So, it's okay, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't chas v'shalom, you know, do borer the wrong way on Shabbos, but if you're cheating in business or you're stealing from people, you know, God is, God is God and business is business. Okay, there are a lot, this is not a new, uh, you can read Nevi'im, you can read Chazal, you can just read the newspapers, nothing changes. So, here you had the Ameha Aretz, he saw that they would only separate from a gedola. Now, why did they only separate Shurma Because they didn't realize, they wanted to avoid the penalty, Nisavide Shemayin. But they didn't realize that if you don't separate rishon and the Trumas Meiser, you have the same penalty. So they knew what they were doing with Asura, but they didn't realize it was going to carry Nisavide Shemayin. So in effect, what the Amar earth were, effect- were trying to do was to steal the lady's rishon. And if there was Nasser an Ani that year, you know, they were stealing the Nasser Hani. And Nasser they were, that at least didn't, didn't really, I mean, it's a little bit of a tircha, it's a little bit of a bother, you have to bring it to Shaline, but if you make your Aliyah the regular anyway, you take, you take your test of Nasser So, basically, they were cheating the Levi and sometimes cheating the Ammian, but they figured, okay, you know, fine, it's a regular loss, I'll say, but there's no Misabi in the So, they didn't know that, uh, that you have to separate Nice Nasser two to avoid that penalty. So Yochanan and Kohen saw this that it was very common. It wasn't a majority; it was a minority. So this is all mid the Rabbanon, But he instituted because so many Amarets only separate from Megadola that if you buy grain from an Amarets, you have to assume that he only separates from Megadola, and you have to separate the rest of the things. What do you do with the rest of the What do you do with the rest of the, of the stuff? I mean, you separate my Rishon. So the question is, but did the Amarets separate my Rishon or not? So the first thing you do is you separate my Rishon. Out of that, you take Trumas Miser, which is a big concern, and you put that aside. That has to go to the Kohi. The Miser Rishon, what do you do with the Miser Rishon? Well, you would say, give it to the Levi. But the Halakha says, no, you don't have to give it to the Levi. Because once you separate Trumas Miser from the Maser, there's no Kedusha to the Miser Rishon that's left behind. It's just that it belongs to the Leviim. But in this case, we don't know that it belongs to the Leviim. We don't know whether the ama Oretz separated Miser Rishon already, or didn't. If he did, then I don't have to separate any of this. If he didn't, then I do and I have to give it to the lady. So in order to prevent myself from violating an Isser of Tevel, I separate the Meiser Rishon, pull out the Tumas Meiser, but I get to keep the Meiser Rishon because and when it comes to any civil law, uh, if uh, possession is not tenths of the law, if the lady wants the, me to give the Meiser Rishon to a lady, they will ha- he has to prove that the Ama Aretz didn't separate the Meiserishon. Obviously, nobody knows. And we don't trust Ama It's That's part of one of the things that goes along with the sex of the the Aretz, because so many of them didn't separate the Namon. They don't have Nemonus that they separated it. So, now, that's what you do with the Meiserishon. You separate it, you take out the Trumas Meiser. Now, you can't eat the Trumas Meiser, because it might be real Tumas Meiser. You have to give it to the coming. The Meiser Sheni is yours anyway, so you separate it, and you're podent. You do retrieve the Meiser because there's no financial loss. And if it's a year of Maser Ani, you separate the Maser Ani, and you keep it yourself. For the very same reason that you keep the, most of the Maser which is, if the want to, if the Gabbay Tznakha wants to say, hey, cough up your Maser Ani, you say to the Gabbay Tznakha, prove that the Amaris didn't separate the Maser Ani, then I'll cough it up. But until such time, <coughs> I separate it from the pile, because until I separate the Maser Ani, I would violate the law of Teva. No Mishabideh Shemai, but it's still the Los to eat from anything that hasn't had all the Pumasam separated from it, but then I get to keep the Masa Ani. So that is the Ma'ai. But that doesn't seem to create an incentive structure to avoid purchasing from the not The goal wasn't to avoid purchasing from the The problem is that often you had to purchase from the There would have been enough grain to go around. The question is, what do you do to make sure that you are not violating eating non-social food?
1: Okay, so let me ask it this way. Like if I'm designing a system for society, how come I'm not designing a system that disincentivizes purchasing from Aris? and that would motivate my Aris farmers to till the land?
0: So I think this is probably a supply demand question. You can only do that if you have enough, close to enough grain to go around at the Amhaarit. If you're dependent upon the Amhaarit for the grain, there's very little you can do. You don't trust them, but you have no choice but to buy from them. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's all like, you know, many years ago when our older son was born, we thought that maybe we would try to avoid buying things that were made in China. And then, you know, it was going to be our personal boycott of the dictatorial, tyrannical communist regime. And then you start looking at things, well, if I'm going to avoid things being made more in China, I won't be able to buy a lot of the things that I need. So I think that's the, you know, that's the situation. You would need enough that moves out of China where you have a choice to buy elsewhere that then it becomes a thing that would pressure. But the short of that, uh, you know, uh, you're, 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 uh, you know beggars can't be choosers. Um, okay, so the Mishnah says if you, now demai one of the coolas of demai, one of the leniencies is that you're allowed to feed poor people demai, and you're allowed to uh, feed Asanai, someone who is he's poor because he's a guest. It's either he's a guest who's traveling and doesn't have anything, or c- quartered soldiers. Uh, you know, Jewish soldiers who were quar- quartered in your house by the Persian government or the Roman government, so you're, because you're being forced to feed them, at the very least we don't make you separate the other stuff from the Okay. So, because in theory the Mai even though it's normally supposed to separate stuff, because in theory the Mai, there are circumstances in which it's mutter for people to eat, therefore the Mishnah is going to say that if you eat the Mai, you can still be Mizameh. So, achal the Mai, then rishon shenitma trumasa. If you eat Masarishon, from which Truma, its Truma was separated. Um, I'm going to explain this not the way the Gemara does just for the moment, to keep it simple, but you might be able to figure out where, where the Gemara is going to go with this. If you eat Masarishon, from which the Truma's Meisah was separated, so uh, it's good too. If you eat Masar Sheni vehek if you eat Masar Sheni food, which was desirated Masar Sheni, you're outside of yushalayim, but you, you redeemed it on money, you redeemed it on money, or you have something that belonged to hektesh, but you redeemed it with money. Now we're not talking about a carbon mincha here because a carbon mincha can't be redeemed. But you're talking about somebody, uh, you know, donated flour to hektesh, which is not a carbon, not yet at least, and you redeem that and you make bread out of it. So the Mishnah says that you're able to bench on it. And then the hashama al kezayis. Let's say you have a, someone who is a waiter serving a firm waiter who's serving you, and he ate a kezayis of bread. Now, what's the Chiddush here? The Chiddush is that he, you might have thought he doesn't combine with you because he's not part of your meal. So we'll talk about that, but that's, that's, that's why Shamish is spoken about here. And finally, the Hakuti, Hakuti is a Samaritan, and here this is not censored in the Mishnah, this is actually the term. In the, in the first part of the Mishnah, it's a Kuti, and the second part of the Mishnah, it's a guy. So, Hakuti, the Samaritans, in the time of the Mishnah, were still considered halachically Jewish. It seems sometime at the end of the Mishnah period, they were declared no longer Jewish. So, all of these scenarios, Mizam and were all, you can make a zeman on this. However, Ochal Tevel, if you ate Tevel, or Masarishan and Trumaso, where the Trumas was not separated from it. Again, I'm simplifying. you ate Masar outside of Yushalayim without having redeemed it, you ate Hektesh without having redeemed it, which is Me'ilah, Gezel, it's worse than gazel, it's worse than just regular theft. Asham esha'ach uh, al pachos nika'zayis. That the asham is less than a kizayis. V'ha'nochri and a non-Jew ain You cannot make a All right. The Mishnah will conclude by saying that nashim v'avad l'utanim ain mizam n'alei. And but right, the Gemara will we'll talk about exactly what kind of zimah you can, and can what that means. Uh, and Ad Kama Mizamnin, how much do you have to have eaten in order to make a Zimon? Ad Kezayis, Rabbi Yehuda, or Ad That, that which, we, which we assume is the same machlokas as what is the sheer benching in according to... The, uh, what is the sheer benching? Not just Zimon. According to our mayor, according to Rabbi Yehuda. And some Rishonim say, this is a machlokas between how to read two Gemaras. Some Rishonim say that this is actually the sheer Midaraisah, either Kezayis or Kebetzah. And it's a debate between what here is the Tanakama, but that's Rabbi Meir, <coughs> and Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, so I'm going to ignore the last part of the Mishnah, but I want to start to think about the first part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah basically says, if you eat kosher food, you can make a zimun. If you eat tree food, you can't make a zimun. Now, the Mishnah didn't talk about again, you can't have chazir bread exactly, but you could have you could you could have had uh, avodah bread, bread that was uh, you know was tikrovas avodah the Mishnah doesn't talk about that. The Mishnah doesn't talk about making, you know, having zimun on, you know, some OU certified bread, um, because that would be obvious. <coughs> but the question, the Mishnah only talks about zimun. The Mishnah doesn't talk explicitly about benching. So then we ask the question supposing a person had a loaf of Yayanesech bread, uh, of, a, of a, of a, not Yayanesech bread, but Tiklovesevodesara bread. Uh, or, let's say, uh, you had a eight bread of tefel Straight out tefel Do you have to make a bracha on it before? Do you have to make out a bracha afterwards? Zinun, the Mishra says, you don't make. But what about brachas? A person, okay, listen, a person is not so firm, so he, he eats, I don't know, Hebrew National hot dogs. Okay, so we generally think, we assume they're not kosher. He eats, he eats bacon. He eats bacon. He eats, uh, you know, a piece of bacon. Okay, so he's in Russia because he's eating Chazer Very nice. But the question is, does he have to make a bracha or not, before and after? Because, as the Gemara's expression goes, Misha a- a- you know, If a person ate garlic and their breath smells terribly, what's the solution? They should eat more garlic? So he's violating one of Eru. Does that mean he should violate more of Eru's? Or not? Is there something something different? That's the question. Mission doesn't address it. And the Gemara doesn't address doesn't address it. There is one Gemara which we will read, it's on the source sheet, which talks about what happens if a Kohen's eating truma and Yisraelim are eating chulin, Can they be sorry for Azima? Because the Yisraelim the Truma for them is trace. It's muta to the Kohen. So we're, we're going to talk about that. yes? Sorry.
1: Can you see that question more in terms of should we invite him to our movement and I would see that as an opportunity for
0: you to say ok so you've answered me that question but join us and let's learn let's a, learn about St. And there. so let's assume let's leave out the it, it, halacha won't change by the way in this case um, but let's leave out the keyword context the person knows what they're doing is usher. So, um, they might even be firm, but they're doing something that's also, I mean, I, I know that sounds mutually exclusive, but there are lots of firm Jews. they are probably very few firm Jews that are also do some things that are also. So, yes, most firm Jews typically don't eat raf and they don't eat bacon, but let's assume, let's assume that, that, uh, <coughs> that we're not talking about kirr here. Uh, and, as, and, and again, it won't matter anyway. Even, even, even if we thought kirr was a value, we still wouldn't make azimu. But The question is, should you make a bracha or not? So, why would you not make a bracha? Because it's
1: an aveira to eat that thing. Like, you wouldn't make a bracha
0: on a stolen lulav. Oh, okay. So you want to say that it's a mitzvah babaveira. But here's the problem. Or using the stolen lulav analogy. It's not a mitzvah babaveira. The issue, the problem with the lulav, the, the stolen lulav, it's not that you don't make a bracha on it. See, you're not yotin with it. You are a mitzvah to fulfill. And you figure, well, you know, so I keep mitzvah I don't keep on the havera. So I'll steal a lulav and use it. So the answer is, you're not yotin. Of course you don't make a bracha. It's not, not just the bracha there. But there's no mitzvah that I'm doing here. I'm, I'm violating the favor. I'm eating tevel bread. But it's, I'm not trying to use the tevel bread to be yotse my mitzvah. But if, you, if, was, if this were matzah, achilas matzah la pesach, I would agree with you. I would agree. You cannot make the bracha, matzah, because you can't be yotse with the matzah, which is tevel. But here, I'm just asking the question, should I make habotze on it? I'm not, I'm not using the bread to be yotse mitzvah. I'm using the bread because I want to fill my stomach. And now the question is, okay, shh, now it's awesome, but does that mean I should now be nena minna olam bala bracha? Should you
1: make a bracha on bread during
0: breakfast? Excellent question. Or if someone eats any of Kippur, should they make a bracha on the food? Or if someone's a hola, sheesh or not? Both questions are, should you make a bracha? Yes. That is part of this very same question. Right? Can we bifurcate? Can we say, look, I'm a manuval treif eater, brachos? I'm grateful to God for giving me food. Listen, God created the bacon too. Without it, I would starve. You know, starve at it. Sam? The, the easier case would be if uh, he has to eat
1: this. Uh, so he has no other food. His...
0: No, correct. So that, that's why. So, Adrian, Adrian so I, I said, what if it's a sakana? What if it's a sakana? It's life threatening. So clearly it's a to eat then. Then the question still becomes, would you make a bracha? Well, obviously, if you make a bracha even when you're eating trace straight out, you would make a bracha on your kippah when you're eating, when you're malcolm sakana. But it's possible that you don't make a bracha straight out in a regular case, so then the question becomes, okay, but now let's say it's a mutter to do under these circumstances, even though I'm violating something which is mutter because it's nidchais, it's pushed aside because of bikochnetash. So if you take a look in the, on the source sheet, I, I, emailed the source sheet a few minutes before sheer, so please, if you, if you didn't see your email, just check your email. Um, the, there is a rambam at the, very close to the end of the first paragraph of Hilchas brachas. And this Rambam, this discussion is quoted in the Rabbiniona and the, very briefly, and the Rush at a little greater length, uh, which we're gonna look at the Rush later, we're we'll not gonna look at Rabbiniona, uh, as to this Machlokas, the Ramam, and the Rivet. So, as, you might not be surprised at this point you realize it's so a Machlokas, the Ramam, and the Rivet. So the Ramam writes the following. By the way, I put it in columns. I learned this from my shir assistant. It's brilliant. When you have these texts, it's very hard for the eye to follow all the way across the page. So when you put it in columns, it's pretty easy to do, and, and it's easy to follow. So the Ramam's formulation is anything you're not allowed to eat, anything that's isr, whether you're doing it on purpose or bishkaga. Now, obviously, bishkaga, it means you ate it at bishogeg, and now you're wondering, should I bench, should I make a bracha achorana? Uh, you can't, you can't have a shine of a bracha rishona bishkaga, because of course you're going to make the bracha because you're doing bishogeg. You don't realize it. Uh, either, either you don't realize it's trade food, or you don't realize that it's also to eat this food. Um, so the Naman says, you don't make a bracha lo bethil al-self. If you eat tevel, even it if it's only tevel mid-rabbanon, or you eat Masa rishon where the Truma, that's, that's the Trumos sub. He says plural Trumos, which means either the Truma Gedola or the Trumos Meiser. Sometimes the lady, if you remember, I said before, has to separate both. So he, if, if both Trumos, meaning any necessary Trumos, haven't been, been taken from it. Or if you eat from Shani or Hektesh, which were not properly redeemed. Uh, the Gemara is going to give examples of what is a what is a fail in redemption. Eino mevarech, says the Ramam. You don't make a bracha. sarach lomar im alchal nevelos or or The Ramam says, these are foods that theoretically have a form of heta. right? They're not inherently trafe, it's just in this circumstance you haven't fixed them yet. Kavachomer, if you eat, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, what's a hormel? Hormel? Is a that makes non-koshimi, eating her made, of course, in the veils and trepos, or drink the drink, of course you don't make a bracha. The raiment comes along and he says the following, he made a great error here. The Mishnah doesn't say you don't make a bracha. It says you don't make a zeman. He says, it's not that you don't make brachos before and after, you do. But in order to have a zimon, it's not enough to have three people who eat. There has to be, he uses the term chashibos, uh, probably of the kvios. There has to be something about binding it. Howel v'ochlem davar since they're eating something, Asr, therefore, Vahu achilas perish, and It's like if we ate fruits, let's say the three of us sit down and we're having apples. We went apple picking, holomoid, well, we're We went apple picking, we sit down, we're going to raise our apples in a toast. We ate together. Do you make a bracha, a zimon afterwards? and then eventually go to No, the answer is no such thing as zimon for peros. Uh, it really comes up by the peris of the Shiva Amineh. Came up that story for the Akiva Rami So there's no zimun. Why? Because that's not called keva. Three people eat apples. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we make it into a whole celebration We're eating the apples. That's still not called Keva. That's not normally what the people are koveya to eat. So the right, right, it says there's no krias when people are eating non-tray food. The Rashba is going to explain it a little bit more clearly, um, but, but uh, which we will take a look at in a moment. But that's what the rabbit says. They're going to be nana. They were nana. So listen, I came in hungry. I ate this plateful of bacon. It was delicious. I'm not hungry anymore. I have energy. I'm sated. So I still have to say thank you to God. You know, I'm saying thank you because you made this because uh, I benefited from it. If you asked me not to eat this stuff. I did it. Okay, very nice. So I'm not asking for a gold star, but I want to just say thank you. So, um,. So that's what the writer says. Now the Rashba, let's take a look at the Rashba's formulation. We'll, we'll close with this for now, because I think it explains it a little better. I think there's also, I'm disappointed Rabbi Lukstein is not here, because I believe that there's a sermon involved here. Uh, and I believe we need the psychologist also, because I have some thoughts about it. I'll, I'll give you only a brief presentation. <laughs> skipping over the Gemara Rachan just for now. Ukmi Ukimna Begimara Betevel Tavel Diraban. The Gemara sa Bigemara will say later, Tevel Chita, of course you don't make Zimun. Tevel. Isra. So the Gemara says, even if it's only Tevil mid Rabban, even though mid the rice it's mutti, the mid the rice you should have the bench. Since it's an isad you do not make zemun. At least you don't make zimun on. So uh so the rival says, Ukimla bigemara be rabbana kegon shraba usu. If you inherit Israel, you grow wheat in a flower pot which has no holes on the bottom. It's only high and shulmasamayis to rabbanon. That was, I think, the, I think that's the idea behind hydroponic produce in Israel. That it's not grown in the ground, uh, and therefore it doesn't require uh, midaraita. It, it may not require anything. I don't remember why they do that. Uh, no, that's not why they grow hydroponically for other reasons. But okay, but it would certainly only be midrabbanon if it's not in the ground. Like if you have tubs of water and you grow lettuce, you grow produce hydroponically, in it, that's like atzitz she'en So now he says the 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 people don't separate challah from their dough in chutz even though it goes to the fire, even though it's only a chi the Rabbans to separate challah, you can't have zimun. Now here's the part we want: the time of the milsa, the imizam and almisha achal dvar masurim. <muchem> his friends cannot join together with him in a chabura. bene Shakulan dam keva in keva ha asur so he elaborates a little bit here, and I think this is worth thinking about. He says, not only, so, so yes, you're eating tray food, I'm eating kosher food, I don't want to join with you. So that I understand a little bit. I don't want to be part of your chevra, because you're eating tray food. But what if we're all eating tray food, with a, with, with a committee for tray food eating? So we're all eating it. So we're, we're a chevra, we're a committee. So the rabbi says that there's no keva and chibor for Varm Hasurah. So, uh, so th- this is really, really interesting, because there is a Gemara in Chelek that uh, the, the Gemara has an expression, Kesha Rishayim, Enum, in um, It's by, uh, it, it's the, the question of, uh, it's, it's an Agada by Chizkiah and Shevna, who was the bad guy, you know, who wanted to make peace with Tom Heirev. And in that discussion, the Shevna, I think in the, in the Agada claims to be greater in number. In Chizkiah, the Gemara says, Kesha Rishayim, Enum, in Aminyan. But the question is, why is that so? People can be niskadr for good, they came in for bad. So one might suggest and here's the darshan in me, but there's only a, a half baked gush is that when people want to do with HaBoreh, they want to do the proper thing, so everybody is basically in the same place. We all have the same aims. So when we're eating kosher food and we join for a meal, now we want to bench everything is the same thing. But when you have criminals together, generally speaking, it's each person for himself. They may band together because there's strength in numbers and they're able to do things they couldn't do otherwise, but everyone has their own motivation, their own selfish motivation. Psychologically speaking, spiritually speaking, they don't fuse together into one group. They're just a bunch of individuals who are doing this. And in halacha, when we, when we learn, if three guys happen to bring their lunches and they're hanging around talking and eating on the street corner and they don't sit down, we've touched on this before, they don't sit down to eat there's no chibur there. It's just a haphazard, three people coming together. So the same thing is true when three people together, even though they're all eating the same tabel, we don't view them as three people with a common cause. They're persons, each with their own cause, and therefore there's no chibur between them, there's no kabah, and therefore they cannot make a zimun. Whereas when three people are doing things properly, so then we can say that they want a bench together, so there's a meeting of the minds. They're all coming to serve the bully. So um, Anyway, that's the, that is the, the rabid's position. He says that the trade food, um, there's no zimun, but there is brachos before and brachos afterwards. The Ramam disagrees and we will pick up next week to further explore the Ramam sheet that the Rashad is going to sort of defend it. He will actually hear he adopts it um, and, uh, and we'll talk about all the other cases the case that Adrian raised uh, the case of Sakana someone's eating because they have to so we'll talk about what the status of brachos on their thoughts. Any questions? Yes, I have a question
1: I might yes. mention uh, just a tangential question about Hybronacci is
0: water that's okay, That's a discussion amongst the uh, post-Kim. Um, uh, some say no, it didn't grow from the earth, and I think some say yes because it's the species. It's still fundamentally pre-Ha'adama. So. so if you say no, then it's a Shahakal? Yes, if you say no, it's a shahakol. Yeah, It's Dabar Shahengi Dulam at All right. Okay.